A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, hello, everybody. What a fun surprise. Just me alone at the top. Here's why. Got a little bit of promo. I am doing a show in London at the Bill Murray Comedy Club on the 17th of March. That's a Sunday. It's St. Patrick's Day, but do you care? No. You're going to come and see my show at four o'clock. It's over by five. It's very cheap. I don't know how much, but it's like eight pounds or something because I'm a piece of fucking trash. Okay. And I would love if you were to come see it. It's a work in progress. I'm pulling together a show for Edinburgh. I need warm, delightful, encouraging rooms in which to peddle my new wares. And I would love for you to be a part of that crowd. Jeff will be there. Does that even matter? No, I'm the fucking star of this podcast and we all know it. So hopefully see you there Sunday, the 17th of March, 4 to 5 p.m. at the Bill Murray Comedy Club. Tickets available at angelcomedy.co.uk. And if you didn't catch that, there's a link in the episode notes. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Now, I have a minor quibble, a minor bone to pick with you. Mm-hmm. And I thought the podcast is the best environment in which to do this. It's, it's almost like there's a third party in the room that makes it safer, even though it is still just us. This is our therapy. Oh, that's so fucked up. So the other day, you, you were off doing something. Mm-hmm. And I was off doing something too. Mm-hmm. But I, I like to be in touch. Sure. I'll often be sending you little text messages. I, how's it going? Maybe it's a funny video that I've seen on Instagram. Uh-huh. Sometimes you just write, hello. So I'd sent you a couple of affectionate missives across the day. And what I'd noticed is you were either taking a long time to reply <laughs> or... Ignoring you completely. Yeah. And I'm seeing this pattern of slow or no response <laughs> over a number of hours. <laughs> then somebody I'm with tells me a particularly juicy piece of gossip about somebody that you know and dislike. I text you, straight away, you're replying, you wanted to know more, you're calling me. So this says to me, your speed of reply isn't contingent on what it is that you happen to be doing at the time. It's how titillating what I send to you is. I think that that's like a 65% fair statement. So I think it's about energizing versus enervating. So sometimes I feel like if you're just sending me things and it's like pulling on the hem of my skirt while I'm trying to kind of get through my day. Whereas like to give me gossip. And when you gave me gossip about this person's life falling apart. I mean, that's what it was. It was like this person's (laughs) life is falling apart. I was like, "Ah!" it was like, you know, in Pulp Fiction, when Uma gets that thing to her heart after her heroin overdose. I felt like that. Like, I felt so wide awake and all i wanted to do was then communicate with you about this person's life falling apart (gasps) it was so delicious it's like you've become a ray of sunshine just thinking about somebody else's misfortune yeah 
All right. Do you want to say who our guest is? Because it's Nepo friendly, but it's also somebody who I think is on a fast track to becoming a national treasure. I think she sort of is demi treasure. Do you think demi treasure? Yeah. We'll call her a little demi treasure. It's my friend Rosie Jones. And it's not that we think she's only half a treasure. She's only like 30 or 31 or something. I think it's one of these things that you need a certain amount of time. Right. She's not been at it long enough. I think you need at least 15 years in national mm-hmm. consciousness yes. to be declared a national treasure. Yes. Okay. So she's really only truly semi-demi-treasure. <laughs> Rosie is all over the televisions now and she has a new panel show out. So we're talking to her about that. We're talking to her about her ascent to national fame, about being a semi-demi-treasure about bullying online. And can I just say, I think it's a very good conversation with a very good friend. Okay, tell us about your quick watch then. I just want to sit and talk about this now for a solid hour. Maybe you could offer that up as Patreon content. I'll just tell you what I watched. I'm just going to tell you what I watched. Okay, so some, but mostly none of you will know that J-Lo has an album out for the first time in a decade called This Is Me Now. To promo that album, she has also made a film. The word film is a little misleading because I think it's like an hour and four minutes. So it's more an accompanying promotional feature available on Amazon Prime. So here's what I believe her mission statement was. I believe that J-Lo knows that the story about her is she's always desperately seeking love. She loves to love. So she, she is telling that story of why she's been married and divorced so many times and engaged so many times in this film. Is it a documentary? No, it is a film. So she's playing herself like Larry David plays himself in Cobra Enthusiasm. Uh, That's that's (laughs) quite the comparison. But yeah, she's playing a famous woman who's been married and divorced many times. Is she called Jay Lopez? No, she's called like artist. There's this very weird component to it, which I didn't even realize until the end of the film, because I was like looking at the cast list. No one has a name or most people don't have. It's like the cynic, the artist, the therapist, Sagittarius. So it's like all these cameos from all these actors and they sit around the Oracle table and it's like Aries, Sagittarius, Cancer. And they're talking about J-Lo and they're being like, why can't she just figure it out? Does that make sense as an idea? I think in as much as it can make sense as okay, an okay, idea. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. So here are some of the people who play the star signs. Trevor Noah, Neil deGrasse Tyson, the guy who heads NASA, Jane Fonda, Sophia Viraga, and then like other young people stars who I didn't well, even recognize. Are these people getting themselves embroiled I in this? I don't know. But essentially what happens is it opens with her on the back of a motorcycle. And what J-Lo tells us is that before she was J-Lo, when she was just Jenny from the block, from the block, before we knew her, she experienced tremendous heartbreak that she never fully recovered from. Romantic heartbreak. Romantic heartbreak. Plus, since she's been famous since she yeah, was... Yeah, but like, she, I think she's talking about maybe someone she knew when she was like 16 or something like that. Ah, get over Shush. it. Shush. She then goes on to have all these loves. Now, all of this is acted out through a mix of scenes and music videos. Is it like Beyonce's Lemonade? It's not. (laughs) So there's no artistry. It is horrendous. But it is horrendous in that way that you want to keep watching it. Jen, if you're listening, part of the thing that you take from this film is like her friends are really important to her. By the way, they're all played by people in their 30s. Jennifer Lopez is 54. Okay, Jen, if you're listening, 
First of all, if you want a friend a little bit more in your age bracket, I think I could be that friend for her. I think I really understand her. I think I wouldn't be a yes woman. I think I would manipulate her. I think she's, <laughs> I think she's emotionally vulnerable. And I would think you I would, be like Brian Wilson's psychiatrist? No, no, no. Here's what I would do. First of all, she could let me exercise with her. That would be so great. <laughs> That's how rich people always start their days. JLo would be like, come on. I mean, I wouldn't live with her because I wouldn't like that. <laughs> But would she have a granny flat and you could live in the granny flat? Yes. Like, I'm sort of like her spiritual advisor, but it's not spiritual. Are you her life coach? Yes. After everything you've said about life coaches in the past? This is a very particular dynamic that JLo and I <laughs> share together. So then we do, like, morning exercise, and then we sort of maybe do a walk around the property or... What, a turn around the gardens? Her gardens, I think, are very extensive. And do you think she is the type to stroll around the gardens, hands behind her back like a landowner? After she spent a little time with me, she's going to get there. Okay. So we walk around a little mm-hmm. bit, we chat, we chat, and it's just like we're just checking in with each other. And how and, are things? And, and how would you cope if 95% of what came out of her mouth was was narcissistic drivel because you are somebody who very quickly feels trapped talking to somebody well i just hate talking to people who don't understand how you ask other people questions and yet in this fantasy you've moved in with j-lo who perhaps doesn't seem like that person who would ask a lot of questions if she's not capable of it then i'm out because i have right. good self-preservation tendencies in this way <laughs> i'm i i seek out good relationships in and, that and, way and would you just do a flit in the middle of the night from your granny flat or would you break up with j-lo I would excuse myself from the dynamic. Anyway, here's what I would like to say about this. If Jennifer Lopez is remotely interesting to you, you cannot miss this. This week I watched Constellation on Apple TV Plus and I was reluctant to give it a go because I think often the stuff on Apple is extremely expensive and extremely boring. But as it turns out, this isn't. It is gripping. It stars Numi Rapace... She plays an astronaut on the International Space Station. And so they're conducting some kind of an experiment up there. That's what they're always doing up there, aren't they? They conduct yeah. the experiments. And uh, it goes wrong. And there's an explosion. Uh, an astronaut dies. And the rest of them need to evacuate. However, she needs to stay on board to conduct repairs in order for the others to leave. So then we're in a situation where she is in space alone. And there is a ticking clock uh, while she has to fix some stuff before she can leave herself. It's a good premise. Yes, really good premise. On the ground in Mission Control, you've got all these heads of space agencies for the different countries, one of which is played by Jonathan Banks, Mike from Breaking Bad. So I watched Constellation with you. Yeah. Jonathan Banks is so fantastic. Love him. He is playing Mike in this show. It's exactly the same person. And all they've done is put glasses on him. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 guys, he's a scientist. He's a sci- He's an esteemed scientist because he's wearing glasses. It's really bizarre. And I like him so much. So I don't want to be knocking his acting. But I was like, oh, it's 100% Mike, but with glasses on. I've also got some bad news. He not only oh God, yeah. plays this scientist from NASA, he also plays his own identical twin brother, <laughs> who is, I think, a former astronaut. I think if twin is a component of a story, it's not the right story for me. Just think that identical twins are overrepresented in film and television. You know, representation is very important. Sure, not of twins. You've got to see it to be it. I, I just think we see too many identical twins. Yes. Numi's character uh, has a daughter back on Earth who she can FaceTime with from the International Space Station. If you were out in space in orbit, how long before you get bored of talking to your kid on FaceTime? Oh, my God. (laughs)
I get bored so quick. You really do. People do, Jeff. It's not just me. Talking to a child via FaceTime is horrible. I mean, I can see talking to anybody else's child via FaceTime or phone or anything. What's worse? It's excruciating. I'm just going to put my kid on the phone. Oh, please oh God, don't. don't. Oh, don't. Oh, don't. Oh, don't. Oh, don't. <laughs> it's even worse than when someone's spouse answers their phone and you're like, I didn't call <laughs> to talk to this piece of shit. <laughs> As I was watching this, you know you know that thing when people say, what would the seven-year-old you think of the adult you? I think the thing that me as a boy would be most disappointed in is how little interest I have in going to space. So when I was a kid, oh. it, was, it was all I thought about, whereas now I, I, I don't want to be doing that. The floating around in the International Space Station looks like fun, though. Nothing in this show looks like fun. There's kind of like an effortless to moving around in zero no, gravity. people are going to die. And then you're just thinking, I'm going to be back on Earth at some point, And then my limbs are going to be all fucked because I haven't been around gravity for a while. It's so unappealing to me. I thought it looked like a lot less effort than actual gravity. Why don't you try swimming? <laughs> if you want to feel floaty, just go swimming. I, d- I didn't like finding out that these astronauts need to be able to conduct all these repairs as well. That oh, made me think, yeah. well, the seven-year-old me was wrong because I would never have been able to do that. Recently, the lock on our front door broke. And I would say that was broken for about a fortnight before I managed to unscrew it and take it to the locksmiths, after which I couldn't screw it back on again. Mm -hmm. So it just sat on top of a radiator. We had no lock on our front door for about another week until somebody popped around who I thought, oh, I bet he's practical. He'll be able to fix it for us. And he was. I think it took literally two minutes for him to do it. Yeah. No judgment. I couldn't do it. So anyway, we're two episodes into Constellation and I think this is going to go in an interesting direction. I I think there's an element of the thriller to it. Also, it seems like that something's going on with like time being bendy and I always like time being bendy because one of my other dreams is that time travel will be possible before I die. I know where you'd go to if they invented time travel. My own childhood. Yes. (laughs) Well, as ever, we'd like you to email us, please. Fuck off at firecrotchandnormcore.com. Do you have any appetite for a spin-off Patreon project where Sarah just talks about Jay Lopez? Uh, also, why don't we ask for the best and worst examples of vanity projects where a star like Jay Lopez has so much money that they make a film about their own life? Other examples of that are self-funded documentaries or self-produced documentaries or whatever. Are also like, what's the worst thing that you love? Because I think J-Lo and then just like that are the worst things that I love. What about this? Too many cameos spoiling the broth. Or surprising cameos. Like when we saw Esther Perel in um, The Morning Show. Also based on Constellation, the creepiest environments to have one person stuck alone. Space is creepy. Yeah, I can't like space or the submarine, what would be worse? Prove this statement wrong. There need to be fewer TV shows and films with identical twins in them. Give me good examples of that. Didn't you and McGregor play his own identical twin in one of the series of Fargo? Yeah, but was it not one of the beloved ones? Yeah, I think also, right. I think there was there were twins in the social network and that was fun. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, let's see if we can find the biggest imbalance of most interested in as a child, least interested in as an adult, or vice versa. Uh, that email address again is Fuck off at firecrotchandnormcore.com. And seriously, I want you to email us. Not enough of you got in touch this past week. And that's a vulnerable thing for me to say, but I want you to think about my feelings. I want you to think about my endorphin hit when I go into that inbox and give it to me. It's the Patreon push. It's the Patreon push. All right, guys, look, we need some Patreon supporters. 
There's a freshness coming into the air. And as that freshness comes in, perhaps it is now your time to join our Patreon. Are you a new listener? Have we recently met? Are you deciding still whether or not you love us? Why not love us? It's nice to meet you, new listener. I'm Sarah. I am obsessed with money. (laughs) It's something in how... I interacted with the childhood lessons that I received have made me obsessed with money as an adult, and I need your money. My husband, Jeff, and I, we work very, 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 very hard on this podcast. Oh my God, the prep we do. Oh my God, the hours we put in. As a little token of your affection and appreciation, you can give us three pounds, five pounds, or oh, 10 pounds a month. And I want that from you. I think... It's a nothing to give me three or five pounds a month. If it is a something, I am in full respect of your limitations and you can tell a friend about the pot. But if you've got three to spare, if you're new to the podcast, if we've recently discovered each other, please, can I have your money? Things that I'm interested in at the moment, having my under eyes done, reformer Pilates classes. Those things are fucking 15 pounds a go. That's 60 pounds a month if I go once a week. So come on. Join that Patreon, please, please, please. If for no other reason, just do it then because you love us. You get our watch list. That means you just click on the link and everything we've talked about is available to you. You get voice notes from me every Friday. You get birthday messages on your birthday from my mom. We're going to try and do a monthly AMA. Let's be real with each other. The content to the BOCO is fine. But really, you're just giving us some money to say, I can see you work really hard on that podcast. Let me give you a token of my affection. And to say, I want to be part of this. I want to be part of this gang. We want you as part of this gang. Patreon.com stroke they like to watch. And later, our guest has a new panel show out this week on Comedy Central. It's called Out of Order. She is Rosie Jones. All right, this week we watched together The Way on the BBC, which is directed by Michael Sheen who also appears in it, but only a bit, so it's not like he has to shout, action, and then run around in front of the camera and like throw off his beret and, and discard his loud hailer. He is also one of the creators, along with the documentary maker Adam Curtis, whose stuff I love, but you took against when we watched one of them on the sofa one afternoon. Did I have a fair point at all? I think if I had to summarise what you didn't like about it, it would be one word. Boring! Was it boring? No, but it was very long. And what his films tend to be are montages of old archive footage and then quite cool, sometimes ambient music, and then in voiceover. And he's got quite a clipped RP voice. He he will make sweeping narratives about ideas causing ripple effects uh, across the decades of society. Boring. <laughs> there we go. Uh, and, and the other creator is playwright James Graham, who is one of the best playwrights working in the country today. For TV, I'd say he's best known for the new Sherwood. Oh, that's so interesting because I didn't know that and I thought there was like a a whisper of Sherwood in this show and I Uh see why I thought that. And uh, and I'll tell you what we really enjoyed a couple of years ago, Quiz, about the coughing major on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire starring... Matthew McFadden. And it made me wonder, just because of like all the playwrights who wrote on Succession, I think the way forward for television commissioners is you should let playwrights write TV. I'm sure some of them are bad at it, but a lot of them seem like they know what they're doing. And I feel like if these playwrights get in charge of making TV where it can be like, oh, now you're in a real restaurant instead of pretending to be in one. (laughs) Now you're driving a real car. Now you're driving a real car or whatever. It's just, for me personally, a better use of their talents. (laughs) 
So I'm going to try and describe what this is about. It is about a family who are at the heart of an industrial dispute at the steelworks in Port Talbot in Wales. And then this escalates into some very big themes, including, but not limited to, populist politics, refugees, AI and deepfakes, pragmatism versus ideological purity, and the importance of myths and legend in society. And you may be thinking, that sounds like a bit of a mess. But I think because it's a family at the heart of it, broadly speaking, it pulls it off. Yes, it went from being spectacular to trying to do a little too much as far as we were both concerned, but still maintaining a very high quality. Do you think that's a fair way of summarizing it? Yeah, we couldn't stop watching it. But I think episode one, which to a large extent is set in the real world of the present day, is the most compelling of the three. The other two, society kind of breaks down and uh, and, and degenerates into a bit of a dystopia. The acting in it, I thought, was phenomenal. Yes. And none of them are huge names. I think I recognise the dad who's called Stefan Rodri. And then the son, I think, was one of the leads in It's a Sin, Callum Scott Howells. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But, okay. but all that family and his, his girlfriend, I thought, were fantastic. Um, we see people taking to the streets in scenes reminiscent of the miners' strike in the 80s, which, you know, is like catnip to me. <laughs> it is the antithesis of catnip to me. And I really, really don't like watching strikes and the community against each other and the buses going by with the scabs and the throwing and the, the communities and the men who are upset. Like, Billy Elliot was was the max of what I could take. You can't watch strikers clashing with the police unless there's an element of dancing to it as well. Yes, yes. If someone <laughs> dances, then it's all fine. Or like, give me, a, you know, the, the West End production. Give me a strike. That's fine. If like, there are two dancers and they're both holding a broomstick and they use their weight to counterbalance each other's so they can swing their legs around and almost a fan kick. <laughs> if there's like a fan kick, I'm very happy. So are you asking for choreographed industrial action? Yes. <laughs> because then I'm learning, but I'm not in pain while I'm learning. But if any people are thinking of taking to the streets, would you like them to work out routines in advance? <laughs> if they have the time. Michael Sheen then, he directs it and he also appears in it. He appears in... Not, not quite ghost form, but as a vision, as an apparition of the dad of the family, who himself is probably pushing 60 there or thereabouts, right, would you say? Yeah, so you're like watching this guy talk to his dad, who is ultimately a figment of his imagination and younger than he is. Which is weird, sort of wrapping your head around the younger man is the older man's father. Yeah. It's his dad as he remembers him. When you're a ghost, uh huh. which era of your life will you pick as your ghostly form. I will be 27. It will be March of 2006. My body was divine in March of 06. But if you're appearing in a vision to our son, he might not recognise you. Fuck you. <laughs> My body isn't for him, it's for me. Let me ask you, do you think when you're a ghost, you can have your hair from one era body from a different era. You want my hair from now, my body from then. You piece of shit. You should worship <laughs> at the altar of my body right now. Now, we always try and stay as spoiler-free as we can with these things. Mm -hmm. the, the family ends up on the run. Mm -hmm. Seeing them running with a rucksack, just the idea of that gave you some anxiety. I hate watching people run with a backpack. 90% of the time, it's going like, like, oh, against your back. Did seeing this family who... Older mum and dad, adult son and daughter. Uh-huh. 
Did it send your imagination on a flight of fancy, wondering how your family, the Barons, would fare as fugitives? My parents can walk for very long distances. My parents are in a lot of Google Earth images because they're just always out walking. So I feel in a way they'd fare well. And my brother, you know, he goes on his like exploration. So he, I think I would be the dead weight because my bad ankle. Also, your need for snacks. I, how, how would you do with your hunger if you were a fugitive? I was watching this whole thing being like, what are they going to eat? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, does anyone have snacks? Are they chewing gum to keep their blood sugar up? Your mom always has trail mix in her bag. My mother always has tinned fish and trail mix with her at all <laughs> times. And what she loves is when I need something from her because I make so much fun of her for always having all this shit with her. And if I'm like, mom, do you have any trail mix? She'll be like, well... As a matter of fact, I do. So she'd be a good person to have with you as a fugitive. Yeah, she'd go slowly and she'd go, I always say my endurance is high, but please don't rush me. (laughs) Right? That'd be be like, if we are going to do 12 hours, I am 76 years old. None of my friends could do this. It's been important to me to prioritize my mobility for you So I don't drive you crazy as I get older, but I can't go quickly. I think, do you know whose family would do much better? Is yours, I think. You think so? Oh, yeah. Not your dad. He'd be fucked. But like, you could leave him to die. And then I feel that (laughs) you would. You'd like, leave him to die. He's old enough. And he that's what he would want. Uh And then I think you and your brother and sister could fucking do it. Your brains their bodies that is a trio made in heaven that is the surviving squad right there they're scrappy also some of the action takes place on this canal barge and i felt it was not a realistic portrayal of canal barges in what way i'll tell you i have spent so much time looking at houseboats there are a couple of nice ones very near regent's park and but actually but when i say a couple i mean three every other houseboat i've ever seen is disgusting <laughs> like 100% disgusting. I'm not sure I agree, but I will concede that often the curtains aren't drawn very nicely. No, it's it like some of them are so atrocious that I almost feel like um psychosomatic hives. I almost get psychosomatic hives just by looking at some of the houseboats. So I really enjoyed the way. I found it really watchable. I think it bites off a bit more than it can chew mm-hmm. in some respects because it's only three episodes. And it goes for some big ideas. It tries to turn on the viewer's head what your idea of a refugee is, which I think is admirable for a BBC One drama. But I don't think it quite manages to do that elegantly. But we couldn't get enough of it. It's really good. And that first episode alone is so spectacular and singular. It'll get you hooked on the next two. I'm bringing back a slogan, bitches. I'm giving this like 77p watchy watchy. Have you watched The Way? Let us know what you think, because there have been mixed reviews, and I don't mean that in the way that people usually mean it, which is, oh, the reviews have been mediocre. I mean, there have been some glowing ones, and then saying this is just dross. So I'd be curious to know uh, what you thought of it. We really enjoyed it. Also, any recommendations for uh, dystopias? Anything where society breaks down? People have to fend for themselves. The, The streets become a battle zone. Fugitives on the run. Looting. What else? Oh, yeah. Do you live on a narrow boat? Do you want to refute 
Sarah's generalizations, trying to put the counter argument. And if you want to refute it, then I want pictures from the interior of your boat <laughs> and photographs of the exterior of your boat. And I'd also like to see your neighboring boats, because even if yours is like semi-acceptable, I bet you're living next to a trash heap. <laughs> and that does affect how nice your own experience is. Anyway, the email address is... Fuck off at firecrotchandnormcore.com. And coming up next... My friend, Rosie Jones. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I love talking to Rosie about her money because she has so much of it now. And I was wondering, when is the last time that you looked at an item of any size and you thought, can I afford that? I'm very simple. I'm a simple little lady. Are you actually a simple lady? I am. What I do spend my money on is food mm-hmm. and good drink and treating friends and family. So I can now go out with eight people and go somewhere. And that so gives... sexy. That's a nice feeling. <laughs> That's like even sexy if you do it with your family. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's such an erotic thing to do. Yes. You um, know what's even more about it for me is when we finish a meal and someone says, shall we, <laughs> shall we get the bill? And I say, <laughs> bring it home, Rosie, bring it home. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've already paid. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's great, isn't it? It's so good. Yeah, yeah. Here's one more question about you and your money. Tell me if I have this wrong. I think you have or you are gaining an interest in clothes. 
I'm seeing how you're dressing. And I understand that when I see these things, there's a stylist now and he or she is putting that look on you. But even what you're doing today is like, it's very cash, but it says, hello, how are you? So are you getting into like slightly more expensive clothes? I do my best stylist. She's amazing. And we'll get on to it more, but being disabled and then being a comedian, particularly a female, they're two things that people don't associate with. Fashion. Right. Yes, certainly now I will go on stage and think what image do I want to portray? And the disabled side, when I grew up, disabled people were not sexy or good looking and we absolutely are so on that side as well it's so important to me and learn something about being a gay woman as well and I grew up Seeing lesbians were quite masculine clothing and boy do I love a suit. But when it comes to awards, I go with the uber camp big frilly dresses because I actually feel more gay because I'm like, I'm here <laughs> and super feminine, but also I'm gay. And what I wear and who I am does not tell you what sexuality I am. When you say we'll get on to talking uh, about being disabled and get on to talking about being female, I think you're in my house. I'll decide what we get on to. And what, I, what I want to get on to is uh, I, I saw... Um, I saw an interview with you and your mum in the paper the uh, the other day, and um, it made me feel old because your mum looks younger than I am. How old is yeah, she? Jesus yeah. Christ, what's going on? <laughs> Sixty. Oh, so she's old now, but she looks amazing. She, yeah. she, she looks incredible. Yeah. yeah. Does your mother, um, does your mom post stuff about your career on her social media? No. She is amazing and I think our relationship is so great and healthy and annoying. Yeah, 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 come on. She's so supportive and like, um, I did a Royal Variety performance last year. They came. So my mum would put up photos of 
them and me, but it will never be like roses on the show. Okay, I think we're having too nice a time here, and I want to bring it down a bit. Now, you do some like Royal Variety performance, and there's a few days lag before it's shown on TV. Yeah. Is is that lag horrible for you because of the the abuse that you tend to get? I don't know which place is good or bad, but when I film something, I pop it out my head. I think it's good. Because I've done that now. I was happy with my performance and I'm glad you brought it up, but I had a weird Christmas because I got online abuse from the Royal Variety and then on Big Fat Quiz I got more abuse and I'm not quite sure why Maybe because a Royal Variety is ITV, it's a bigger audience, so I attracted people from outside the comedy world yeah. who will go, what, uh, uh, who's she, why is she talking like that? Because a load of comments said, why is she on TV when no one can understand? I now don't read comments. It was annoying when they were made into news articles. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was then that it came into my world. I didn't know till I read the articles. But then on another level, it was harder. Because usually I get online abuse. I go, oh, oh, maybe they're right. But you that, don't you that, don't think that though. Well temporary there's a moment right, yeah, yeah. there's a moment you think they're speaking for a much larger community than yeah. they're speaking for but then day to day life I will learn do a gig that evening and I go oh yeah they're assholes I'm good at my job but because I was in pyjama territory, yeah. there was a few days that I thought maybe they're right, especially the way I talk. And it was amazing. On New Year's Eve, I go to my friend's house every year and she has a two-and-a-half-year-old Charlie and they just got into proper talking. Right. You can have a conversation with him now. And we just chat. 
child, a child, and I thought, God, it was two and a half year old, has no judgment, <laughs> yeah. can understand every single fucking word I say, and to him, I'm not a disabled person, I'm anti-Rosie, he gave me the power to go, oh yeah, they are assholes. Did you meet the Queen on the Royal Variety performance? She already died. No, no, Cher. Who ah! <laughs> was also on the bill. Did you? Did you? Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. And? This was such an interesting day. So they got us there at 8am. Oh, God. It was at the Royal Albert Hall, which is massive, but it didn't have enough dressing room. Ah. So you really... So where you were in the heck and the water. And it was amazing. There were different levels. So below me was amazing dancers and singers. And then on my level there was all the... Brilliant comedians like me, Tom Allen, German Brown, the magician. We all shared a room together. And then people like Mo C, Matt Fly, Paloma Faith, Hannah Waddingham, they got their own <laughs> dressing <laughs> and you'd see each other crossing in the corridor and we'd like bow down to the level above us and then <sighs> at the 11th hour we were all on the same level as Cher <laughs> Swanson. She didn't get there at 8am. Oh, I really hope she enters like she enters Mamma Mia too. <gasps> Me too. <laughs> it really felt like that. We, we parted the corridor <laughs> and we were all on the side. And Mousy, Mousy, oh, like this ago, growing up with my heroes, Mousy grabbed my hand and went, I can't cope, I can't cope. And <laughs> at no point did I think, oh my God, it's Mousy, mm-hmm. we were all united. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure, 
Did I upload disability to stand out? Absolutely. <laughs> Have that cake and eat it too, Rosie. <laughs> Did I wobble a bit? <laughs> yes, I did. So that she caught my eye, and I went hello, and she went hi, darling. And I thought, I thought that's it, life, mate. All right, we've got to we've got to talk about why you're really here. Okay, yes. we've got to get on to out of order. Yes. She'll be freshly out. Yes. Am I right in thinking this is your first role as an actual host of a panel show? Did you do you, did you find it much easier? Uh or is no, it a harder is no, it because there's more on your I shoulders? Love that. It's a great game show. It's so silly. It's about all doing people. Yeah, so it's a really good idea. Yeah, and judging people. So you get five people and you get, right, who's had the most one-night stands. So you go, oh, Sue looks like a dirty bugger. <laughs> yeah. Get to the Get that top. slut to the top yeah. of the pile. Yeah. And the, the members of the, the public, the regulars, the people who you're ordering in the in the order of how many one-night stands they've had or how many tattoos they've had or whatever, do you, did you get somebody on the production team to have a quiet word and say, don't speak to Rosie uh, unless you're spoken to, uh, don't make eye contact with her unless the uh, cameras are rolling? Did you, were they kept at arm's length? No, no one needed to tell them that because <laughs> if they tried to do that, yeah. I would simply hit them. Good, good, yeah, yeah. So I think we got round. Good, good. Hey, we should let you go because uh, I've got to go and get my rock and roll finger straightened. But um, <laughs> b- b- before you do, what are you watching at the minute? Oh, I... Actually, this year I'm watching quite a lot, so I'm very behind, and then catching up on the doesn't bear. have to be the doesn't have to be the latest. She's catching up on the bear. Oh, the bear! Hmm. Oh no, I really like it. What I've oh, I maybe shouldn't say this, but I'm a member of. Oh, so you get all the stuff sent to you. I never realised that I can watch every film ever Mm. for free. Mm. So I've been hoovering that up. I saw Pat's lives Mm. on Friday. What is it? Um, I don't know about this. It's uh, you like... Korean American film. It's amazing. And favourite film so far of the year is such a silly show called uh, Bottoms. And it's like a high school comedy American romp. All the cliches, but the two main characters are gay girls who just 
One to four called the cheerleaders <laughs> and I loved it. Okay. Well, it's my hope for you that you get to fuck a cheerleader. <laughs> She's probably already <laughs> fucking <cheerleader. laughs> Rosie Jones, Out of Order, is on Comedy Central from this week. Usually I hear about a new panel show and I just roll my eyes. But Rosie did make that one sound compelling. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like maybe it can be a little something special for us in the world. And she's a little something special. She's a semi-demi-trege. This first email comes from John Skinner. Skinner! What's that? Oh, is that a... uh, I know what that is. It's The Simpsons. Okay. He writes, Hi, Jeff and Sarah. Wrong order, but fine, John. I've heard a couple of other people recommend shows from a few years ago, so here are mine. My first recommendation is Please Like Me, and I'm hoping... Please like me. A few people have recommended this to me over the years. Interesting. I think it might have gone in the same box as Pen15 went in in my head where I thought, oh, it's probably cool. I'm not going to watch this. It's too cool. Oh, well, let's, should we see what John has to say and if he can yeah. sway you? Yeah. I'm hoping the title alone may pique Jeff's interests. It's written by and stars Josh Thomas as a young 20-something navigating early adulthood with his group of friends and family. It's not a just funny show, I'm afraid. It is very funny and charming, but it can also be quite sad, even heartbreaking, as it deals with issues such as relationship, sexuality, and mental health. I think you'll have a good idea whether you'll like it by the end of the cold open. I love him using the insider terms. For me, it's 100p watchy-watchy! Well, I'm intrigued by that. I think it's the the deafness, the lightness of touch with which it deals with those issues will determine to me whether it is genuinely sad and heartbreaking or a bit cloying. But I'm definitely intrigued. Well, and I also, I really like saying you're going to know whether or not this is for you within the first few minutes. Oh, wouldn't it be great if all shows were like that? So it's so like when you hear that, you go, oh, great, then I'll try it. Versus when it's like, it takes a little while to get going and you're like doing a fucking podcast about tv bitch i gotta watch so much in a week i don't have time to figure out if i like something or not (laughs) which is of course horrendous my second choice john continues is rose haven this was created by and stars celia pacola and luke mcgregor and is about a man mcgregor who moves back to tasmania from melbourne to help his mother run her real estate business it's all fairly low stakes slash a definite comfort watch what really elevates the show above other mainstream comedies is the two leads their chemistry is fantastic and the show itself is a refreshing portrayal of friendship between members of the opposite sex in that you can be confident they will never go for the cheap will they or won't they storyline i'd say this would be a good choice for the listener who is looking for teenage friendly shows to watch too okay so remember that because also i had a had a little bit of a a drama this week because our listener last week lucy i think it was who recommended the end and then i went on to say Oh, yes. Maybe you can watch The End with your teenagers. Lucy then followed up with me and was like, no, 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 no. It's like dark. Um, There's a lot of suicidal stuff. Like, no, no, no. Not for teenagers. Not for teenagers. So I think, Georgia, you were the one who was looking for something for your teens. Maybe give this a go. Lucy feels that you might be dipping your toe into difficult waters if you try The End with the teens. This sounds good, John. Jeff, I think Please Like Me sounds like it's more up your street. Agreed? Yes. All right. This comes from Vivian, who says, Dear FC and NC, this week's chat about adults pretending to be kids in drama or comedy reminded me of the 1993 real-life case of 30-year-old Brian McKinnon, who managed to pass himself off as a 16-year-old and enrolled in Bisden Academy. 
2022, the saga was turned into a docudrama starring Alan Cumming, love him, as the present-day Brian, who refused to appear on camera but gave permission for actual audio to be used. So Cumming is basically lip-syncing all the way through. It is fascinating. It's called My Old School, and you can find it on Amazon Prime. I remember that story, but I didn't know about this, so I'll definitely give that a look. Thank that you, is Viv. wild. Yeah. That's so creepy. I wonder what was going on with him mentally. Nothing good. That's the thing when you hear these quirky stories. Oh, there's, yeah. There's a, there's a dark underside that oh, you're forced to confront. Oh, God. Yeah, of course. This next one comes from Alex, who writes, hi from New Zealand. Hi. Hi. Firstly, I want to say that I've just finished The Curse after your recommendation. Wow, what a show. I know if somehow any of you guys haven't watched The Curse, maybe this will be the last time we say it. Go get it. Second, I have recently watched All of Us Strangers at the cinema. This is the best movie I've seen in the past year and was mentioned on the pod this week. I second the recommendation and implore you all to go see it. Uh People are talking about how good it is. I don't know much about what happens, and I'm happy to keep it that way. But I get there's a lot of this, oh, you're going to (sighs) sob. I'm a little too old for that, I feel now. But then, of course, everyone said that about one day, and I was dry-eyed through all of one day. And it was. I've thought about it. It's the show wanted me to cry too much. That was my problem with it. Mm. It was sitting there going, I'm going to make you cry. And I was like, no, you're fucking not. (laughs) Whereas this film makes me feel like I'm going to really have a breakdown. And then Alex recommends After Sun. And I get, again, I know very little about that, other than that I think Paul Mescal is also in that. And I feel like people sobbed through After Sun. And I don't know if I want that in my life right now. There's so many films that I need to catch up on. And we we tend not to do them on the podcast unless they are now available to to stream. But the the other one is The Holdovers. People keep telling me is very good. Oh, yeah. Can you stream that now? I think I'll rent it maybe. Okay. Lastly, and probably only for fans of Peep Show. Which I am. Which you are. I am too. I don't think you love the flat they live in. No, I don't love that. And I think you have a hard time watching British shows (laughs) set in grimy houses and flats. Yes, that might be right. Although you were quite happy to uh, watch Jesse Pinkman's disgusting house in Breaking Bad. Well, it was was America. (laughs) I don't want to be in a disgusting flat in London, a disgusting flat in New Mexico. Yes. (laughs) So he continues, I recommend watching the hour-long BFI interviews with Jesse Armstrong and Sam Bain plus actors. Jesse Armstrong, that guy, yes. And Sam Bain plus actors. I love that phrase, plus actors. Because it's the opposite way around to how it usually is. that The the actors get all the attention. But this is why I love our listeners so much, because you people are like, oh, my God, it's just you, I'm drunk and Sam Bain, plus the actors, as we celebrate 20 years of the best UK comedy of all time. Always great to watch Jesse and hear an insight behind the scenes and writing can be found on YouTube. So I wound up watching it. I imagined I would disagree with Alex for no other reason than I think watching a talk is pretty boring as a thing because you're not there in the room and oh my god that's them they're 20 feet away blah 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 and it it i think i was gonna use the word electrifying and i was like easy there killer it wasn't electrifying <laughs> but it was i mean i was like oh i just want to keep watching this it was really really interesting and i'm not like this long-term die-hard peep show person also this week lynn thinks we should watch love lies and records with ashley jensen kenny doty and rebecca front who rebecca front i love people know from the thick of it and uh, the day-to-day and fact fans her dad invented the font on the front of the beatles rubber soul album 
Wow. Yeah. Fun detail. Yeah. And Lorraine thinks we should watch Louder Milk Lorraine. I don't want to yuck someone's yum. And also, I absolutely love the name Lorraine. It's like an old, all-time, old-time favorite for me. I watched a little bit of Louder Milk a few weeks ago, and I hated it so much. I felt like I was under assault. It was almost that kind of thing. But maybe I needed to give it more time. Send us your recommendations and observations, please. Fuck off at firecrotchandnormcore.com. This week, Rosie Jones liked to watch The Bear, which is on Disney Plus here, and I think FX in the States, and Past Lives, which is available to rent now on Apple and Amazon and so on. Sarah liked to watch This Is Me Now with Jay Lopez on Amazon Prime. I like to watch Constellation on Apple TV Plus, and we like to watch The Way on BBC iPlayer. Avida saying goodbye. I flit, I float, I fleetly flee, I fly. Which of the Van Trapp children are you being there? Or is it some kind of amalgamation? I went from Liesel to Louisa. Liesel is the oldest daughter. The Nazi lover. How old is she supposed to be? I am 16, going on 17. You know, I auditioned for that, got cast. What did I get cast as? Oh, it was like an Austrian. My excellence was not realized until high school. I never got a fucking lead in a play until I was fucking 14. <laughs> Guys, listen. Springtime is coming. Enjoy the cherry blossoms. Are there daffodils just starting to peek up? Give those a little look. Be present. It's cold, but take a beat. Go, I see those daffodils. That can bring me joy. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.